You are now listening to the Rough and Tumble Podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Rough and Tumble Podcast. This is uh, March 22nd, 2020. Um, What an interesting, interesting week we've had. So we actually wanted to do a live stream earlier today. We did do a live stream earlier today on uh, Instagram, and it did not go as planned. It was originally intended to be on YouTube, and we were going to do it for our Patreon uh, subscribers. And then publish that as the episode. However, things didn't go. Uh, they did. They didn't work out. Just didn't happen that way. I moved everything around in the studio um, so that we could do like a different kind of view, uh, like you're seeing now. If you're watching the YouTube video, um, and just botched everything, screwed everything up. Our Wi-Fi was down. It was bad. Um, so I got it figured out now, but. We are 30 straight weeks of uh, having a podcast episode, and I could not let it die. Um, I just can't. I couldn't. Nope, I'm not going to do it. Putting my foot down. So this is the lonely episode with me by myself, Johnny Wester. I have no idea how this is going to go, and this is probably going to be a total shit show, but we're going to try it out in see how it goes anyways um but yeah it uh it's kind of fitting everybody's quarantined and now i'm here by myself doing an episode uh with nobody here it's kind of strange like where's mitch maybe i should maybe i should sit in the middle a little bit more so that fill in that spot so yeah we did a uh he came over today and we did a live Instagram feed and it was actually a lot of fun uh, It kind of smoothed out The video's not good But the audio came out on the Instagram feed Which was okay And we got to interact with everybody a little bit um, I'm sorry y'all I tried figuring that shit out It was a nightmare I streamed it last night uh, I had it set up Like I did a little test stream It worked out great I don't know what happened if this if this coronavirus got everybody all up on the Wi-Fi and uh, and blocking me, but I could not get the stream going. It just kept telling me I had uh, bad Wi-Fi connectivity and that the stream wasn't going to work and so on and so forth. It was bad. Anyways, we got to get on there and talk and answer some questions. So I figured one of the things that I would do is try to answer some of the questions that we were asked on there. Uh, so the some of the questions that y'all sent in um, and asked us, and I'll just go over kind of uh, what, you know what? I'll give Mitch's opinion too. He's not here, so fuck him. Uh, this is this is the Johnny Wester show right now. Um, this microphone might fall down, and then we might have not a show. But uh, so here's some of the stuff that we talked about. One, somebody had asked if we could roll with anybody past or present, who would it be? Um, I said Fernando today. I love the way that he moves. 
I love his pacing, um, which is just crazy nonstop. Like he, he just, it's just go, 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 go. And I really like that approach to the game. Uh, obviously it needs to be like technical and well thought out, but there's something for just taking it to a motherfucker and making them regret being there that day, you know? And I feel like today always did that competitively. Um, it didn't matter how big or small or whoever it was he was going against, he took it to them. Um, and so I've always really, really liked that about Fernando today. Uh, it's really sad, his whole story. I wish somebody would uh, do a good documentary on him. Uh, there's been a couple, like, attempts at it, but nothing really in-depth, especially not in English. I think it would be a really cool subject matter for a documentary. You know what? We might do an episode on Fernando today. I can't believe that I'm just now thinking about that. I'm going to do, I'm going to write that down. Writing it down right now in my, in my book. Fernando Today episode. This is why uh, Johnny does podcasts by himself now. Because it's brilliant. We're getting stuff done. I just came up with a whole episode. I don't know if that's a whole episode worth. But we'll see. We'll come, we'll come back around to it. Uh, one of the other questions was, Pick a metal artist that you could have on the podcast. Um, like one metal artist, who would it be? I said Jacob Bannon um, from Converge, the lead singer of Converge. He's also a really, really talented mixed media artist. He did uh, the cover of Jane Doe by Converge. He's done like all of their album artwork as far as I know. Um, he's done a lot of other big metal bands artwork. Uh and he's just, he seems like a really interesting, cool guy. Um, I'd love to talk, be able to talk to him. Favorite thing, one of the other questions was favorite thing about Mitch. What's my favorite thing about Mitch? And what's Mitch's favorite thing about me? And I told the story, I told this briefly the other day on, uh, on the last episode. I talked about why I went to see him. Uh, and the baby at the hospital and I told him, hey, bro, I got a metal detector. And his first response without skipping a beat was, do you think that the Civil War place would let us go run the uh, the metal detector over it? And I was like, oh, my God, of course. Why haven't I thought about that? That's, But nobody else reacts that way. Everybody's first question is like, why the fuck do you have a metal detector, you idiot? And Mitch's response is, well, Johnny's a 12-year-old, I'm a 12-year-old, and so we think alike, and he's immediately on the same same path as I am. He knows exactly where I'm headed with that metal detector. Um, to find fucking treasure, what else are you going to do with a metal detector? Like, don't ask me why I have a metal detector in my possession. To find treasure! Who else? Who does anything with a fucking metal detector other than find treasure? That's honestly... Life goal is to one day find treasure. If I could find like a pirate ship or something, Goonie style, and and just get a bunch of treasure, I could take me out. I don't give a shit anymore. Life is complete. I want to dig up some treasure. If you've ever watched the uh, the TV show on History Channel, Oak Island, that is a uh, 
I followed that. I first learned about it on Ancient Aliens, which is where I learn about most things. Let's turn this microphone so y'all can hear me. There we go. So, uh, yeah, I learned about it on Ancient Ancient Aliens, uh, and then they made a TV show about it, which, yes, please. If you don't know about it, it's a, a giant hole in the ground in Canada um, on, like, this island that's covered in oak trees, which apparently isn't uh, indigenous to uh, Canada. And they started digging down, and they start finding, like, platforms that are made out of oak every, like, I don't know, 20 feet down or something, like, 9 feet down, I don't know. Um, I have no idea what's, a, like, a reasonable foot to dig. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be 20 feet or it could be 8 feet. I guess 8 feet would be, like, 2 feet taller than me. So, yeah, it could be, like, 20 feet down, I guess, every 20 feet, and then they dig down further. Um, but, yeah, they find these oak platforms, weird things on them. Maybe that's another episode right there. Man, good thing that I decided to do this episode by myself. It's about time somebody started coming up with some good show ideas. I'm going to write that one down. Oak Island. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, uh, you know, nobody's heard me and Mitch talk about it, so I don't know. Who cares? We're going to talk about whatever we want. Um... That's probably my favorite thing about Mitch. That my other favorite thing about Mitch is that he's always like insanely supportive. Anything that I, anything we talked a little bit about this on the on our live stream. Anything that I've ever sent him, uh, he knows that I need affirmation about it, and so he just sends me. He's like, "Dude, that looks great." I'm like, "Awesome, I can post it then." Because as long as Mitch approves, as long as somebody approves of what I'm doing. Then I'm like, okay, I'm confident now to move forward into putting this into the public space. But if I don't get that uh, affirmation first, it's, it's a big struggle for me uh, to put it out there. It has to be perfect. I have to have it 100% perfect, and I'll spend days on it. I have like a drawing I did on my iPad of uh, an astronaut, and I went into like super, super detail uh, on it. I mean like all the lines, everything. I just went way, way too far on it. And it's just not quite what I had pictured in my mind. I know that it's a good, a good, like digital painting. Um, and don't, don't think that like, I just, just painted it out there. Like not like that. I took a picture of an astronaut and then I used that, but, um, yeah, I can't just like draw things like people do. It's weird. Um, I have to have some sort of reference, or I like to when I was when I when I was working at the tattoo shop, um, and and kind of learning how to tattoo. There's a lot of tracing that goes on. You trace and stack it on top of something else, and then you know if you want like roses, for instance, uh, you draw a rough sketch of the the roses, and then you draw something, uh, you know, a little bit more concrete on top of that, but. Because it's a tattoo, you want it to be perfect. You can't have any like screwed up lines or anything like that. So then you'll go and you'll trace it, make sure that it, all the lines are just right. And then you might even trace it four or five times 
It might need to be bigger, smaller, whatever. And then you'll take, you know, if you want a skull on top of the roses or whatever, super generic if that's what you want to do with your life. But um, then you would, you know, you'd take your, your drawing of the skull and you would maybe trace it over top of the the roses and then do that as one complete thing. So with the iPad, it's made that, that process a lot easier. You can, you know, for instance, I took a picture of my dog that was like a photograph and then I just chased over that. And the same thing with the astronaut, like I traced the lines over it with the photograph and then I filled in the paint, how I wanted it and shaded it and stuff. My point was, it's just not quite there. And I know it's a good drawing or it's a good thing that I made, but I just can't like put it out there. It's just not, yeah, it's a, it's not good enough. Uh, and that's probably why I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a talented artist. Cause I see a lot of people that put out art. There's a lot of comic book artists that I think po- I'm probably a better artist than they are. Um, but they just, A, they put out material so much. And uh, B, they it's like they're able to look at the bigger picture and be like, these screwed up lines are okay because the bigger picture, no, people aren't going to be looking at those little lines. They're going to be looking at the bigger picture. Um, and that's where, I don't know how we get in, I got onto talking about art. Um, but I think that's where the digital medium as far as like, I do a lot of work on Adobe Illustrator for vector designs and logos and stuff like that. Um, hit me up. But um, that is much easier for me to work with because I can have it perfect all the time. I can digitally and mathematically align things. I can make a circle exactly the size that I want it and I don't have to like screw around with it a bunch. So it makes it a lot easier to do that. My point where we started at with that was that uh, Mitch is always really supportive and I love him. And uh, he's a, he's a good dude. You know, everybody gives him, people give him shit sometimes and I don't get it. Like he's a, you meet Mitch and you talk to him a couple of times and you can tell that he is a genuine soul. You know, he is a genuine good person at the, at his core. And, uh, and I think that's that's important to 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 note in people, um, you know, like we've we goof around and fuck off all the time and talk shit. And I say things on here. I was actually thinking about this. I say things on this pot on the podcast all the time where I go back and I'm like, you know what? I said that because I thought it was going to be funny or I said it quickly in a response. And I don't think that people are going to understand the way that I wanted it to sound or it was just honestly a, the wrong thing to say. And, but I can't go back then and apologize for everything that I said. Right. Um, and so in the podcast, not everybody can always see, uh, a person's intentions. I'm here to tell you, Mitch's intentions are good. He's a, he's a good, sweet soul. Not that everybody's like actually hating on him. Um, but you know, people are people and whatever. We got a really funny comment on our YouTube uh, channel that I want to read to y'all. Maybe that guy is a listener and guy or girl. I don't know if it's a guy or girl, but um, they can fill us in on what their intention was. Because when I read it, I originally thought like, oh, this guy's kind of just being like, he's kind of being funny. 
but halfway serious. Um, and and when Bop read it, she was like, "No, he's like trying to insult you. It's like a really just a poor worded, poorly worded insult." Um, and Mitch thinks is that he was just being kind of weird but nice as well. So, anyways, hey Oka, he commented. He or she commented. I'm writing a script on Count Dante's life and we'll be submitting it to Quentin Tarantino. Given that it takes place in the 70s, involves dojo wars, a pet lion, and I am certain that the script will be, oh, and a pet lion, I am certain that the script will be accepted for consideration. Did I mention? Which, like, being accepted for consideration, we're going to accept, we're going to think about thinking about making a movie. That's what he's saying. We're going to think about, we're considering thinking about making a movie uh, on your script. Um, that's just weird. And then he says, yeah, Taren- oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Did I mention that Dante's friend was killed with a sword? Yeah, Tarantino will be all over this. Good luck reaching Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan levels, which I don't know if he's saying like, you guys are you good luck because you guys are about to blow the fuck up, or if he's like, yeah, good luck, losers. Uh, I suspect your ability to do so is directly proportional to my ability to write a script that would be accepted by Quentin Tarantino. And see, that's what makes me think it's kind of a joke, is that he, he that last line, he's obviously, like, it's not writing on this guy's shoulders whether we are popular and make it or whatever. However, the Count Dante episode, when we talked about Count Dante and the Chicago Dojo Wars, I don't know what happened with that episode, but we struck gold because that thing has been blowing up. People have been commenting on it like crazy. Uh, Everybody's been all about that episode. I don't know what we did differently. We tried to recreate it. We tried to, uh, we tried like following up with some of the techniques that we did differently on that episode because we did a lot of things different that episode we brought stephanie on um who we've fired uh twice today she was she got fired for the live stream now she's fired right now that's why she's not here um we had stephanie on that episode we also stopped numbering our episodes and started titling them i figured that the podcast because like you know, you don't have to see the number of the podcast. Nobody gives a shit about, oh, is this episode 31 or whatever? Like, it's nice for, like, to categorize things and organize things, of course. Um, so people can then go back and be like, this was episode one. And we still have that listed on there. But when you're scrolling through, like, what episode should I listen to? Or you remember that episode where they talked about Count Dante? Yeah, what episode was that? I don't want to have to people be able to go through and be like, it was episode 20, episode whatever. They can go back and look at like, oh, it was Count Dante episode. I want to listen to that again because they did, you know, they had an album review that I liked or whatever. It's another thing. We're going to be doing album reviews again soon. I might just do one right now off the top of my head here in about 10, 9 seconds because I want to see if this is going to cut me off at 20 minutes or not. Oh, we'll see. Two, one, bingo. Oh, we're still going. Awesome. Okay. Um, my camera, I don't know if my camera is going to like just keep recording or shut off. 
at 20 minutes. Um, I have it plugged in, so we'll see how it goes. It's at 20 minutes now. It should be fine. Um, album review. I have to think of an album and tell you all about it. Uh, maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll come up with something. Uh, another question that I got was, and this requires some context, but they had asked me, have I tried a shower orange yet? Um, and for those of you that don't know what a shower orange is, I might've talked about it on an early episode. Um, shower oranges. There's a subreddit called shower orange. I don't know who started it, but it's apparently you, I don't feel like I have to explain it. You go into a shower and you eat an orange. I don't know if there's, ah, I knew it was going to happen. Recording stopped. Boom. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was something that's like a troll community. Like let's troll everybody and convince them that we like to, uh, to eat oranges in the shower or like it does something for you. I don't know what it, what the point is. My friend says that it's it's just like, and this is kind of what I thought is, is like it just, you're in the shower, oranges are messy, then you just eat the, you know, you eat the orange in the shower and you clean. You don't have to go, you don't have to do nothing. You just get all the stickiness off you. My argument was so are pancakes. And I don't see a bunch of people run into the pan, run into uh, the shower to eat pancakes. Um, spaghetti, but it's another one that's messy. Nobody's eating spaghetti in the shower. So you tell me, what are they doing? I don't know. What? Uh, I I don't I don't understand it. Another thing we talked about on the episode. Ooh, I gotta write down this one too. Okay, the other one that we talked about is uh, Trapped, the band. Uh, they sing the song Headstrong. I'm not going to try and sing it for you because I uh, I screw those I screw that up all the time. It'll sound like fucking We Wish You a Merry Christmas or something. Um, anyways, Headstrong. There's like a new metal band from 2005, I, don't, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it's one of those obnoxious songs that play on radio stations called the edge uh which like every every new metal radio station is like the edge i don't think there's even another name for a new metal radio station i've never heard one like a different name the what would you even fucking name that something like that the Fuck, what else can you name a radio station that only plays new metal? You can't, it's the Edge. That's the only thing that you can name them. Edge, Edge 19, I don't, what are, nobody even listens to the radio anymore. Where, who's getting, who's keeping these people popular? Anyways, oh, I'm getting heated. Trapped. The band, Trapped. They, uh, they're terrible. They're one of the worst bands on the planet. They're right there with Creed. Anyways, they've started to eat themselves alive and completely fall apart on Twitter. And it's amazing to watch. Um, Everybody just keeps stoking the fire. Apparently this guy has tweeted like 900 times in 48 hours. 
And it started because he was like, well, it's not racist to call the uh, coronavirus the China virus because that's where it comes from. Um, that's stupid uh, because everyone has it everywhere. And it's like, uh, it just doesn't make it. That kind of thinking doesn't make any sense. Like, unless you have cold, hard evidence that like the Chinese people as a whole were like, yeah, fuck everyone else. We're going to give them this virus, uh, which I don't think happened. I don't know much about uh, China or how society works, but I've never seen anybody do that with the exception of like World War Two, like the Nazis. If it were a situation like that, maybe I'd be a little bit more uh, leery about it, but it's just not. Like, anyways, he just melts, melts down, and like he gets to the point where they're having like these arguments. Uh, you know, at the, at the end of an argument, when somebody that has the maturity level of like a ten-year-old, um, usually ten-year-olds, uh, we're like, well, how about you just shut up? How about that? Because they don't have anything else to say. It's like he, I'm, he literally says things like that, and it's just, it's cringeworthy. It's so cringy. Um, I highly recommend going and looking at it. This is great. It's great to watch these people melt down. Um, just anybody in general. I don't care if they're like liberal or conservative or vegan or a carnivore. I don't. It doesn't matter to me who you are. I want to witness your meltdown on Facebook or Twitter. Or if you're going to melt down, please make it public. Um, or do it in a public manner. Because, like, it, there's nothing better than watching people just have, like, a full-blown freak out and just losing their mind. It's so much fun to watch. I'll probably have it one day, and you guys will get to watch uh, with as much as, like, I like to do things involving like filming. I'm probably going to have like some, I don't know, what's it? There's like actors and comedians all the time that have those kinds of freak outs. So that is a Christian Bale. Didn't he have like one where he just started screaming at everybody or something? I don't know. I'll probably have like some kind of moment like that where it, I'll just explode and start like freaking out. Who knows? That sounds like I'm making like some terrible, uh, plan when it's not the case but anyways moving on uh another another thing we talked about is my new favorite documentary and i think that everybody needs to watch this it goes along with with watching people freak out um it's on amazon prime it's called shut up little man and <laughs> it's so funny it's these guys move in next door. I'm not going to completely, there's not much to give away, but these guys move in next door to, um, to, well, when they move into this apartment, their landlord tells them like, Hey, your, your neighbors like to get pretty loud. Uh, they get, they, they fight and argue quite a bit. So you might hear them. Um, like, okay, whatever. They, I mean, they were like young, so they didn't really have any other choices. Cheap. And, uh, so then after a couple of days, they start hearing the fighting and the arguing going on. And it, it gets to the point where it's keeping them up at night and they start listening because uh, these people are being so loud and they start to identify that there's two men in there that are 
that are arguing. One is a complete asshat uh, drunk and, uh, and homophobe. And they're like, mind you, they're like 70 years old. They've been living together like 20 years. This guy's like total asshole, uh, a drunk and a homophobe. And then the other guy is, is just a 70-year-old gay man. <laughs> it's <laughs> the the homophobe just <laughs> screams slurs at him all day, all night long. Just sits there and gets drunk, screaming slurs at him. And then he'll just randomly <laughs> just start talking shit for no nobody will be saying anything. And he he'll just go start in with a I was in the fucking war. What'd you do with yourself? Everybody says I'm not a man. I am a man. I'm a goddamn man. And the other guy's just like, nobody was talking. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. And uh there's another time he goes, uh, the gay guy goes, Good night. He goes, Don't you fucking call me good night. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's one it's I haven't seen a documentary that good in a really long time. It's really, really funny. I highly recommend everybody watch it. I only hope that if I'm single at that age, that I can find a situation that like that, that I can talk shit to somebody as much as I want and they just put up with it and deal with me. Uh, not necessarily in a racist or, or homophobic way, um, you know, just me and Mitch, that's what will happen. Me and Mitch will get old together and uh, I'll just be shit talking, barking orders at him and he'll just have to put up with me because uh, we don't have any, we're just two assholes that chased everybody out of our lives <laughs> and now uh, and now we're all by ourselves. Uh, that sounds like, that sounds like a good retirement plan. Mitch has probably got a better retirement plan than I do so I can just hitch a ride with him. Hitch my wagon to that star. Um, shut up, little man. Go watch that. That's really, really, really good. Uh, had some other things to talk about. I don't remember what they were. So we'll talk about boxing. Uh, one of them, we're, I guess the next episode, on the next week, we're going to talk about Arturo Gotti, uh, his suicide, and whether, well, if... It's been ruled as a suicide, but there are, are a lot of things that suggest that it could be a murder. Uh, so we're going to kind of dive into that. And uh, I think that that could be a really interesting episode. But what I wanted to talk about is I had watched, um, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch Mickey Ward versus Arturo Gotti. It's like a legendary fight. I'm sure that everybody's seen it. If you haven't, then you need to go watch it. It's exactly why I love uh, fighting and why I love boxing. Why I was felt a passion for fighting. Why I, like was driven to fight because um, one of the things that Arturo Gotti said after this fight was he said, "You know, my uh, I was all, I'm always going to win fights. I'm always going to have good fights until I run into somebody that's just like me." And tonight I ran into somebody just like me. And uh, and that, I'd heard that and I'd seen that fight. There's one specific round. It's round, I think it's round seven, where you'd think that Arturo Gotti was a zombie. I mean, like, he took so many shots. He was out on his feet for, like, most of that round. 
And uh, I mean, there's just this one combo where he takes maybe like eight, nine shots clean to the chin and just keeps walking forward. Um, and that to me is like, when you watch, there's a documentary about it where Jim Lampy's talking about it or Lampney or whatever his name is. Uh, several other people are talking, the referee that refed that fight is talking. Um, and they're describing it and they start tearing up because they realize that they were a part of history. Like they were, they were in a moment that I don't think that anybody can really understand. Like they were a part of a moment, um, that, that nobody else gets to be a part of. And that was like, that was to me in fighting. I, I have this weird, sick obsession where I actually wanted the war. I wanted the fight where we just went back and forth, blow for blow and beat the living shit out of each other because I wanted to see how long I could push myself. Um, I know that I can, if I'm beating up somebody, I can, I can beat somebody up for as long as I fucking want. That's no problem. I need to get, I want to see how much I can take and continue uh, giving back. That's where the test was for me. Like, um, you know, if I'm beating somebody, it's remarkably easy to continue beating somebody's ass. It's incredibly hard to start beating their ass. Like, if it's two equally talented fighters, the guy that gets the momentum behind him usually can, if he can keep that going, he'll always win. Um, you know, so like once you get that momentum going, it's easy to re maintain the momentum. Uh, but if you, if that gets interrupted or you can't get the momentum going, then it, it starts falling apart. But when you have two people that just consistently push their will and their same pace, uh, that's whenever it gets really interesting. And that fight, oh, you just have to watch it. It's incredible. All three of their fights, uh, are just in insanity. Mickey Ward is the guy that they made uh, the Mark Wahlberg movie about. Um, it's like every boxing movie and uh, and Boston movie. Anything about Boston has Mark Wahlberg in it. I saw a meme where it was, uh, it was like we got a we got a movie about corrupt cops from Boston, and the picture is Mark Wahlberg like sprinting down the street, <laughs> like I'll be there. Uh, but yeah, the the movie Gl Warrior, what was that? No, it was just called The Boxer or something like that. I don't remember what it was called. It had Christian Bale and uh, and Mark Wahlberg in it, and I don't know who else. Great movie. I think it was nominated for an Academy Award or something like that. And uh, that that whole movie is about Mickey Ward, uh, who's who Arturo Gotti faced. And what's interesting about that, their, that fight is both of them, uh, and Arturo Gotti before this fight, uh, they started questioning his chin. They were like, uh, you know, he's taken too many shots. That's how every, every Arturo Gotti fight, he is getting the living dog piss kicked out of him until he beats, you know, while he's beating somebody up. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing to, to watch. He took he takes a lot of he took a lot of abuse, and so um, before that fight he had taken an incredible about amount of abuse. He had already been a world champion, um, and lost his world champion his, his title, and so they were like he's out, he's you know on his way down. 
He might get one more shot at the title as a contender, but probably not. Mickey Ward was like, I think his his uh, his record was like thirty five and eleven or something like that. Like those guys don't get big fights, and uh, somehow they matched up. They were like, okay, these are two guys on the downward swing. Um, let's match them up, and it ended up being fireworks, and they ended up getting three fights out of it. Mickey Ward got his first million dollar payday in their second fight, um, which again is like unheard of for guys with that record. It just doesn't work like that in boxing. In MMA, it can. Guys will have records of, you know, 27 and 11 or whatever, and you'll see them in the UFC doing well. Um, but it's just a, it's a totally different setup. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, we're going to talk about the Arturo Gotti suicide and, and murder and stuff like that. Uh, I don't remember what else I was going to talk about. I was supposed to come up with an album review by now, but I haven't. I haven't listened to any music now that I think about it since the uh, since the whole quarantine thing started. Yeah, I haven't listened to any music, uh, which is weird. And it's uh, podcasts. People haven't been listening to podcasts. As much our podcast listens have gone down, um, but it's tough uh, when you're starting at zero to go <laughs> any anywhere below that. But uh, I guess across the board, podcast episodes are getting uh, less listens because of nobody's driving. Which is, I've really thought that people would continue listening to podcasts because they're going to get bored with watching TV or whatever. But then again, like. Nobody listens to the radio. Nobody listens to the radio anymore because they have a television. They have video games. They have so many other things that they can do. Um, so I kind of, I get that, I guess. Um, I haven't been listening to podcasts. I haven't been listening to music. I haven't been really doing anything. I've taken this time to just like, this has been self-care week for Johnny. Uh, I haven't been working. Nobody's asked me to do anything. I haven't done shit for the podcast. I haven't. Uh, there was one day that I got off the couch to go to the bathroom and to eat, and that was it. I didn't leave the same spot for it. I wouldn't be surprised that I, if I had bed sores that day. <laughs> That's so disgusting. Uh, I'm going to start losing like muscle mass in my legs if I don't start getting up and, and doing some stuff. But I did, I talked about it on the podcast. I got a miter saw, everybody. This is exciting. It's a Craftsman miter saw. Uh, fully rotational. Can cut at 45 degrees, both like at an angle. And also uh, sideways like this. You know, it can go whoop this way and this way. So if you have to go watch the YouTube video so you guys can see what angles my new saw can cut at. Uh and so yesterday, I just randomly, it was like, you know what, I'm going to remodel the the uh, the laundry room. <laughs> and so I started doing that at 3 p.m. <laughs> uh, well, I don't, because I was bored as shit, I don't, what else is there to do, I guess. Uh, and so I'm going to work on, I'm going to build a fence while this is going on, if it will ever stop raining. Um, I could get a lot of stuff done in my in my yard and outside of my house if it would just stop raining. It hasn't stopped raining for three months. 
we moved here in January. We bought this house in January. I'm not kidding. Like we've had maybe two whole weeks of dry days since we've lived here. Like I, I don't think that I'm exaggerating at all. It's crazy how much it's rained here. Uh, we are turning into a temperate rainforest as uh, climate change proceeds. <laughs> That's what Arkansas is going to turn into a, a fucking temperate rainforest. That's what I think is going to happen. We're going to start having like toucans flying around and there's going to be big old anacondas and uh, what else? What else roams around in a temperate rainforest? Temperate is the, it's like, it's not hot, it's not cold, but it's like really rainy. I'm thinking like uh, Washington. No, because it's not a rainforest. I'm I'm thinking like, I don't know what I'm thinking. Like a medium, not hot rainforest, not like Vietnam, but like more mediocre temperatures, I think is what's going to happen. I don't know why this is important for me to explain to you guys. <laughs> this is the dumbest theory that I have. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. And we're going to have, we're going to be living in the jungle soon because we've got so much damn rain. It's, it's blowing me away. Uh, I want to build a fence, but I can't because everything is like the water table here is up so high. We have a root cellar that is like partially underground and I don't think that it has any leaks in it. It just has the, the water table is up so high that it's like up into our root cellar, which is, it's, it's crazy. This is about to go off, right? No. So I don't know. I don't know. Like if it's ever going to stop raining, Maybe uh, maybe 2020 is like the year where everything is just like, nah, dude, we're done. Uh, Mother Earth has just had enough of our shit. And now we're paying for it. But what do I know? You're here, right? I promised myself also that I wasn't going to go back and edit anything out. Um, because... That, that would be cheating myself. I don't, I'm trying to get better at like talking to the camera, talking on the microphone, talking as a, as a podcast host, as a podcast professional. It's really difficult though. I really, it really, really is. We tried uh, one episode. I got the idea where, <laughs> what was the last episode? I was like, okay guys, I, I watched this video of how to properly introduce a topic or a guest or whatever. Like you don't, you know, you don't come out and say like, we got Michael Jackson uh, today in the studio. You don't just come right out the door with that. You got to set it up and be like, we, you know, we got a Grammy nominated artist. He's been in this. You've bought, you've heard him and, and this, this, and this. He's got a new album coming out. Welcome Michael Jackson, you know? And so you got to build it up. And so we talked about it. We're all like circled around and like, this is how it's going to go. And uh, we just 100% dropped the ball. Soon as the as soon as we started talking on the microphone, and I, that's what I was afraid was going to happen on the on here when I got on here. 
I was just going to, I was going to get on here and be like, uh, and totally freeze, uh, which I haven't, I've been pretty proud of myself. I've done well. Um, if I go back though, and I edit my stuff, if I edit that out, it's going to be more difficult for me next time because, uh, because then I'll, I'll, I'll strive for that perfection and I won't get it. And then I'll have to go back and edit it out. And I'll, so if I do it now and I'm okay with like, if I think that it's shitty and I still put it out, then I know the next time, as long as it's better, as long as I feel better about it than the last one, uh, then, then I'm happy. So I can, I can put things out that are at a reasonable amount of shittiness to start so that I have a, a launching place. The next thing, if I can just get over that first hump, I've put out the episode, it's shitty, I'm not happy with it, but it's already out. So what are you going to do about it, Johnny? You're going to leave it alone, and you're just going to let it ride. And then the next one, as long as I feel a little bit better about it than I did the previous week, then it's easy. I can put it out. We're like, all right, it was an improvement. And people, and I know that people can see that, uh, that I'm consciously trying to improve what's happening. And uh, that's where the podcast actually has been so like so easy because the first one that we put out, the volume was really low. Uh, I, I should go back there and see if I can like bring the volume back up and republish that episode. That'd be pretty cool to go back and do. Maybe we'll do that on an episode where like something like this happens next time uh, so that I don't have to sit here for an hour and a half and talk to myself. That would be that would be such a much better idea. Good, good, uh, good thinking, Johnny. Forty five minutes in, I could have just gone back and published, republished an old episode. God damn it! Um, I don't know. I don't remember what I was talking about before before I got into that. Uh, but now I'm pretty upset at myself that I didn't just go back and republish that. Oh, the reasonable level of shittiness. That episode was pretty shitty. But it was pretty good still too. And when we put that out, I remember being like, you know what? This is this came out way better than I thought. Like this sounds good. The volume was shit was shit on it, but the episode was like was good. And then the next one, I was like, this is even better. And I remember with Mitch, I was like, dude, we've somehow stumbled across what we're good at. Somehow me and Mitch, like, stars aligned, and we realized that we're good at podcasting. And then it became easier and easier because we became more and more confident about it. In a way, it's like, I think it's like, it's a lot, it's just like jiu-jitsu. Everything's just like jiu-jitsu. Everything's just like boxing, kickboxing. I can relate it all. Like, music is that way to me as well. Art is that way. I can relate it to jiu-jitsu and back and forth and so on and so forth. Well, I will say that, it's easier for me to relate art to jujitsu than it is for me to relate jujitsu to art. Um, I more in approaches towards art. So like things like uh, I know if I want to be a better art, if I want to be a better uh, painter, then I need to paint every fucking day. And that's why I'm not good at drawing is like uh, I was complaining earlier. I'm not, I'm, I just can't sit down and like, draw things out. Well, I never practice that. Like I never do it. 
Um, so I'm never going to get good at it. And I don't necessarily want to. It'd be really cool talent to have, but I don't give a shit enough to like sit down and, and draw a lot. I can draw adequately for what I do. And, um, and then I have the computer for the rest. But I don't, I, that's the point. I don't, I don't do it. So like the, the way that I approach problems are always going to be backed by jujitsu. I've spent so long doing jujitsu and, and fighting and MMA, kickboxing, all of it, um, that my problem solving abilities have now, they're kind of the same, you know, like I, I can, I problem solve by way of jujitsu a lot of the times or the way that I approach it is the way that I approach jujitsu. So I, I've learned, or something I've learned from, we'll say that something I've learned from jujitsu. Uh, but I don't, my point was like, I, I can sit there and take jujitsu and picture it as an art, as a painting, as like, I've played a lot with like in music, I would play a lot with different rhythms and I try to, incorporate that into my rolling into my training into kickboxing i do that a lot with um i think about what if you were to assign um different different uh notes for different strikes or things like that how what would the music of a fight end up sounding like so if you like say um your left hand was a your right hand was a was a, a g your left leg was a C and your right leg was an E. And so every time you kicked with your right leg, it played an E chord. Every time you punched with your right hand, it played a, what did we decide that was a G chord? I don't remember. Uh, and so what would the music of that fight sound like? And then if you put the other person, the harmony of those, of those notes, um, what would, well, you know, and then you get the fight going, what would that sound like? I think that'd be a really cool, like, uh, it sounds like something that like the people from Mythbusters would do or, uh, fight science, something like that. If you, if you were to do that, I, and then I've, I've talked about too, uh, there's, I, I, I just know that there's a mathematical way to figure out how to break bones. I know that it's out there, uh, or, or how to figure out leverage, uh, to gain leverage on a bone. There's, I know it's out there. You just have to, you have to make up the, uh, the rules and the, the, the bounds of how it works, right? Like the math isn't just going to fall out of your body uh, or appear, uh, like the, what's the fucking Da Vinci, the human body or whatever, uh, is just going to pop up like you're the, the greatest mind or whatever. Um, but if you attack, if you assign numbers to different parts of the body, I've talked about this on the last episode. I'm not going to go into it. Um, then you can add them up, and and you would, if I have this many uh, points stacked up against this many points, then that's going to win. Uh, maybe one day I'll I'll dive super deep into it. I'll do like I don't know some kind of weird hallucinogen or something, and dive into it and start teaching seminars on the, the secret math of jujitsu. I hate that. I would, I, that would probably sell. That would be, 
I would probably be a superstar if I came out with a DVD called The Secret Math, The Secret Math System of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. And then everybody would just go apeshit over it. Because people want, they want the secret. They want like the, the, the secret technique, the trick. Like everybody's going crazy about Hicks and Gracie doing uh, invisible jujitsu. It's so, it's so dumb. Like, I don't, I don't know if the Gracies necessarily sat there and were like, we can convince these idiots that we have invisible jujitsu or if they probably were sitting around a lot like I would and be like, what's a good catchy name for this? What's a good uh, attention-grabbing name that's going to get people all riled into this and really, really all about it? What happens is it turns into uh, people start to think. If you hear somebody say invisible jujitsu, you're never going to think, uh, oh, wow, that sounds like a completely logical and reasonable uh, method and system because nothing, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. And maybe they did. Maybe I'm discounting how much of uh, douchebags they are. Maybe they did sit there and be like, whatever we can convince everybody. Like Hickson's old now. Everybody's going to think that he's got all kinds of uh, crazy unseen magic tricks they hide tapes there's a i forget who it was they had a a japanese uh japanese catch wrestler maybe showed up at hickson's house to challenge him to a fight or something like that and then the media was there and all of that and hickson said okay i'll do it uh but the media can't be in and there's like only one tape in existence of this fight and the Gracie family won't release it, but Hickson won the fight and beat the guy. He's like, why won't you release it? I don't understand. Like, you're all about this kind of stuff. And I think it's what it is, is that people, they don't want to see, they don't want people to see um, the bully, the bullies that they are, honestly. I, I think, I bet if you watch that video, you would start to feel there would be a point where you start to feel uncomfortable watching it because it's no longer two grown men trying to settle a disagreement by um, through sport or through even conflict. Uh, it, I'll bet you it becomes a point where it's like a man fighting a boy. Um, or maybe it just went too far. Who knows? That'd be, that'd be a good video to get my hands on. Uh, we did these, we did like a, AGF asked us to do like a technique video. And uh, because of the, the Rona virus, we can't do it. Um, because I don't, I'm not going to drive all the way to Conway. We're on like lockdown and shit. I'm not going to drive back to Conway and get on my mats and all that. So I've been quarantining myself. Me and Mitch did a video today of different technique or different things that helped us get to black belt. Five things that helped us get uh, reach black belt. Uh, I'm saying oh, a lot. I gotta stop. I didn't want to do a video that was like five things to make you a successful black belt because I 
I've always believed that I, I won't, I, I shouldn't tell people how to do something until I've done it. And it's not up for me to decide if I'm a successful black belt or when I'm a successful black belt. And I will probably never feel like I'm a successful black belt, but I feel like two years in, three years in to my black belt is probably not the time whenever I would consider myself a successful black belt. I got my black belt successfully, but not a successful black belt. So my point was we we made a video, five ways, five things that helped us get our black belt. We wanted to make it a little bit more like personal to us, things that helped us. So hopefully it would actually help you guys. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, it's probably not out yet, but it will be in the future. So pay attention to that. I think AGF will be releasing it. Uh, our good friends over there, Chris Carlino, asked us to send it over. One of the things that we talked about was I have these books that I love. I have stacks of them that before the internet, when I got into, into jujitsu, like the internet was there. We had MySpace, all of that stuff. But it wasn't quite the streaming internet. Like we didn't have the video capability like we do now. YouTube was a thing, but it was still like very new. Um, and nobody was on YouTube doing jujitsu. Jesus Christ. Jujitsu was still like, it was also around, I think the internet and jujitsu kind of like came up together, you know? And so like YouTube hadn't, it wasn't on there. Anyways, these books, I would find them at borders. And I thought I was like the only person in the world that was buying them. And it turns out I was. Uh, because now on Amazon, they're like, they're seriously going for like four, five hundred dollars, and I have I have mm, over ten of these kinds of books. Where did I put it? It's all the way over on that chair. There's no chance I'm going to show you guys what it is. The Jiu-Jitsu University books, uh, three hundred sixty-five or Drill to Win by Andre Galvo, the Marcelo Garcia, uh, the X Guard books. The Eddie Bravo, 10th Planet books. Uh, Henzo has a couple. The Jackson, uh, the Greg Jackson books. Those are pretty decent. There's another one that's uh, that's like Warrior Cardio, Warrior, Warrior Strength and Conditioning. I think that guy's name is Martin Rooney, I believe. He owns... Uh, Parisi Speed School. He's like a he's like part owner in that, and he's Frankie Edgar's strength and conditioning coach for a long time. He's got three books that are out that are really good. Anyways, these books all have like great great content, and there's something about having the heart the, the the paperback like the physical book that just makes it so much easier for me to re- look through the information and actually like spend time studying it. The PDF, like I have my iPad, but it just doesn't, it's not the same. I have a hard time reading on my iPad. These books are like worth four or $500 now. Um, I think I've seen them like six, $700 and uh, they're invaluable. I would never, I don't think I would ever sell them. I, I really don't. There's, there's so much good content in it. There's so much valuable content that I found over the years that I just, I don't think I could get rid of them. Uh, anytime I have a, like a student asks me a question and I don't know what the answer it is, is I usually go back to one of those books and, and, uh, 
and look through that for the answer. And almost always we'll find, uh, find it out of one of two books. And, uh, I, I don't know why I brought that up, but it was something to talk about. If you don't have those books, you should go buy them. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because we're two minutes till this thing cuts off again. Sorry, this was the loneliest podcast that you've ever seen. Just me by myself. I hope I was decently entertaining. Again, we, we, I just couldn't let it go. I couldn't, we weren't going to put it out, put out an episode on Monday. Uh, I couldn't let it happen. I just couldn't. So it is 10 o'clock right now and I'm sitting in my, in my spare bedroom talking shit to myself and that's okay. Sorry that we didn't get uh, the, the YouTube stream working the way that we wanted to. That was also a reason why I wanted to make sure that we got this up to make up for that. We're still working on getting all those kinks uh, ironed out and getting them working. I've got patches that I owe to some people. I need to get those in. Subscribe to our Patreon so that you can uh, receive that content. Our next stream should be only available through our Patreon if we can get all that figured out. Uh, so go subscribe on there. That helps us out a lot, actually. It really, really does. I think if there were only four or five people uh, on there, then it wouldn't help us out that much. 15 bucks a month, whatever that, you know, that's, that's awesome. And it's generous, uh, that people would give us any amount of money, but to be honest, you know, like 15, 20 bucks a month, that just doesn't help us grow the way that we want to grow. Um, but because we have like, we have, we've built a community, uh, which is amazing. It's, in- it's incredible to me that we have this community of people that are all like, we had, we had like 25 people that got on or 20, I think 28 people that got onto our live stream and talked with us and hung out. And like, that's what, who, who does that? Who wants to hang out with us that bad? That's crazy. Um, so thank you guys for coming on there and doing that. Uh, it's just really cool that we have like a community that's been helping us grow and also shares the vision that we do with it. So thank you. I hope that everybody is doing great at home and having as much fun uh, being a lazy piece of shit as I am because it's been fantastic. I think next week I'm going to try not to be such a lazy piece of shit and do things productive. Anyways, make sure you listen to us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you can find these podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on YouTube. We've been getting a lot of comments on YouTube. Subscribe to our Patreon. And I will see you guys next week. Have a good one and peace.